0: hello listeners yes this podcast is still going and yes the film that people kindly donated to is out on my YouTube channel just look up Marrick laward and vlogmare and you can watch it all half an hour just over long pretty average thanks to everyone who donated and if you would like to donate to my future projects just visit my website mari.com and you can do it on there anyway what is this podcast about I went to see my friend Paul Allen. He's been on two podcasts previously. And we talked about what to do when putting your films into film festivals. I've not done this, so I mainly ask questions about the experience of film festivals and how they have changed over the years and whether they're still relevant. I'd also put a link to one of the films that Paul made called My 70s Vlog on the Facebook site and tweet about it as well. So uh, that's it. Uh, enjoy the podcast pulls here after this A map map Paul, you have made quite a lot of. You've made a feature film, you've made several short films, and you know about festivals. So I'm going to come at this from the perspective of someone who just completed a film. I'm
1: an idiot. So I've just got to imagine you're an idiot. Uh, Try. It's going to be difficult, but try and imagine. That is a big stretch, right? Do you want some time? Okay, I've done
0: it. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, right. So imagine. (laughs) You imagine I'm an idiot, <laughs> okay. and I've finished my film, and I don't know how to go about film festivals.
1: How do you go about all this business? Uh, so, I guess the length of film is the first thing. So whether you're with your making a short film or feature film, that's a big... Uh, that's a f- obviously the first major distinction. Um, and your film's about half an hour long, isn't it?
0: So basically, I've, I've made the mistake of not being in either camp. You
1: are perfectly between both camps. There are some festivals which would which would, which would take something along, about half a, uh, half an hour long. They'd be pretty desperate, but they they want they'd my be, film, <laughs> but not that many. I mean, that's the reality of it. I think, um, uh, and I think, y- especially in terms of you've got to think about from the programmers' point of view. Especially if it's a short film festival, they're looking to get as many films in the program. They've got a program certain length of time, and each one of those programs will um, represent a filmmaker and also potentially represent an audience. So. If You've got in half an hour, you could have you know, you know, lots more shorter films, and they could all be bringing separate audiences and all creating buzz about your the festival. So, from their point of view, it's less, it's a lot less likely. So, that's the first thing I think about the length of it. So, obviously, you were doing a short film or a feature film, and then if you were doing a feature film, be honest,
0: you'd probably not listen to this podcast for (laughs) advice. Let's just say. Stop listening doing now. A short, a short film. Short film. Because a lot of there's a there's, it's a real murky world.
1: I remember you showing me that brilliant f- film, which is called Official Rejection. And, and it, can you tell me a bit about that? Yes, yeah, so that was about people putting a film into I think that was a feature film, wasn't it? Into fe- into festivals yeah. and, and basically there, all these hopes and dreams, and then all basic basically being. Quashed quite quickly. I mean, and the experience for me was—I mean, I remember the very first time, the very, <laughs> the very first short film I made. I put it in for Can, and I was genuinely disappointed. <laughs> I was genuinely disappointed when I didn't get into Can. N- knowing what I know now, I mean, it's, it's pretty comical. I mean, get, to get into Can, to get into the short film selection for Can, um, that is—I mean, you have to have produced something pretty staggering. I mean, I don't know how many in, in selection. It's probably about ten. Interestingly enough, this is a, it's just a side note, there's something called Short Film Corner at Cannes. And to get into Short Film Corner in Cannes, when people say I've got into Cannes and they've got into the Short Film Corner, they haven't got into Cannes. Short Film Corner is a paid, you pay, I think it's like 80 euros and you get your film put in a catalogue, which is a digital archive and people can go and watch it. And I have seen, it's, I think it's a point of frustration for me and probably many other filmmakers, and they'll put on Facebook, just got into Cannes uh, and they just got into short film corner. They Didn't even get in because there's no selection criteria.
0: So you just write liar. Would you write lie underneath that Facebook thing? Mute, mute for one month.
1: Uh, yeah, just report them. <laughs> <laughs> Offensive the posts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they get banned from Facebook. Predic- uh, spreading hate speech. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So I think there's there's lots to say about it, but I think. Um, uh, Getting into festivals, I mean, I've maybe historically, I maybe mean, that's probably a useful thing to talk about, um, first of all. So when I first started, so that was my first start, putting it for Cannes, not get into Cannes. Can. But um, so I, I was in the day where you would apply with an application form online and then you would have to send in a DVD. So you'd have to post a DVD. This, uh, it's about 15 years ago. So this is about, about 2008, 2000, 2007, 2008. Yeah, yes, yeah, about 10, 11 years ago. So it was on the cusp of a change in the way film festivals worked. So you'd fill out an application form, you'd, you'd burn a DVD, you'd send it off. So it's quite a lot of work, but that's interesting because that's also a barrier to entry in terms of people doing this. And then, then you'd heard whether you're successful or not, normally not, and then if you were successful then you'd have to send them a uh, copy of your film on a recognised tape format. So you'd have to then get it, uh, um, a, 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 a du- duplication of your, of your film, and it would normally, if it was a big festival, in those days it would be uh, beta, uh, Digi Beta, Beta SP, one of these formats. But that's expensive, I mean those tapes were like 20 quid. And you'd then have to send them the tape, that'd have to be insured, they'd insure it, and they'd often send it back. There's so a lot of stuff, and often, and of the era before that was obviously film, so then you were talking about sending in film stock, film, um, a film print of your, of your film, and then have to track it, that's worth a lot and then it might be sent to other festivals. You know, a lot of logistics around that. Um, but so nowadays,
0: what is it like now? So that,
1: that changed. The first thing that changed was without a box. That was a big t- development. So this was, it was a, an online form. You filled it in once, and then um, the, all the details would get propagated, so you could send the same details to every festival. So you don't have to put in the synopsis, the title, the, cr- the cast, the crew, the talent every time. You put it in once, and then you could just click, and click to different festivals. So it saved a lot of time. So It was already, but that already reduced a barrier to entry, uh, but then other people joined the game and there was um, uh, F- film freeway short film Depot, um, a few others like this it all came along but then the other huge change then was um, with online submissions so that changed everything so then suddenly you're in a situation where you not only got without a box and these other platforms which make it very easy to submit you've also you don't have to send them anything anymore so you know you, you spend a lot of time going up to the post office, and no, so now you just click away, and then you've got a lot of festivals which are free, so the so the barrier to entry and the consequence of that is, and I've talked to um, f- festival programmers when I've been there, they say they're just absolutely inundated with sh- and especially short films because basically and of course on the other side of this you've got productions so that suddenly become a lot lot easier, people are shooting stuff which looks really decent. Well, you know, I'm not. You're not, but some people are. Some yeah. people are. But that used to be a differentiator. So back in the day, it would be like, okay, if they're shot on film, there's already that, like, they put money, time, resources in. This has hit a certain barrier. It was either DV or it was film. But now people are shooting on 5Ds, cameras, you know, camera phones, and it's all looking pretty decent. These people shouldn't be allowed opportunity to express themselves. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly, I mean, you've in no way, misconstrued what I've said. That's perfect, yeah.
0: If anything, freedom of speech and creativity is actually hampered the process right that's ex- that's, that, that's exactly what i was saying yeah 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 so what so you so you've got you've made a film we've looked at one of these things sometimes you don't you have to you've you've got to pay a certain
1: amount of you to join these platforms but they're they're sort of fading away aren't they some go bust so without a box with enough without a box they came in from quite a commercial angle. I think they were bought by, now I can't remember the order of it, I think they were bought by IMDB and then Amazon bought IMDB. So th- those three are all linked up together, basically. But with Outerbox were quite commercial and they, they basically went for a slight, slight monopoly angle, which was, uh, they, they had like, you we, we have to have an exclusive deal with this with the festival, You can't, they can't um, access, they can't submit through other platforms various things, but they tried to sort of lock it down and had to have fees and the p- lots of percentage and stuff like that, and it obviously, for film maker, makers, it was really annoying and there was a bit of an uprising of people. I think there was a site called, I don't know, it was, it was specifically dedicated to Without a Box and how it had basically made, they'd taken over and um, caused a lot of fees and various things and just made, g- gummed it all up and it just wasn't really in the spirit of filmmaking. It's like they, they were trying to sort of make money out of this, anyway, but you know, f- literally I think it was about six months ago they, went, they are no longer in business. And Film Freeway, which is one which which is much more, has the ethos of filmmakers, it's low budget, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of free free festivals, it's just, it's just a much, and it's a really well-curated, really well-built site. So I would submit through there most of the time now. Um,
0: so that's so, changed. And in terms of you deciding what festivals to submit to, trying to work out which ones are good, and then there's a thing where some demand international premieres, some demand, sort of, I don't know, sort of, Global, well, what well, not what is it called, just UK premiere. Yeah, so or whatever. Yeah,
1: you get different levels of premiere. So I will probably get this wrong. But it was I think something like um international premiere, national premiere. But no, there's another there's another distinction between international I can't remember but basically it's like worldwide, and then you can have European, you can get like down to state premiere, like in in American various things. And that used to be more precious, but I've noticed that because I had a bit of a gap where I wasn't submitting and then I came back and I noticed some of these things had changed and I think especially with short films they were much less precious about that. But there's still the prestige top level festivals, you, you know, you can, uh, Venice, some of these, you will, even at short films, it has to be a premiere, others you you're not, not, not going to get in. And if it's been online, it's game over. So if you do, for your short films, you've made sort of quite a different array of films.
0: You've made documentaries... Sort of factual-ish, sort of uh, philosophical, sort of um, more social commentary films, and as well as uh, narratives. How do you pick? What's your mentality when you sort of think, "Oh, I'm going to go to the festivals." What do you sort of think? Oh, I'm, I'm prepared to pay this much. What goes through your mind when you
1: pick them? Yeah, you do need to have a philosophy because, quite frankly, there are hundreds of festivals. I mean, there's probably five happening every day. I mean, like more than that. And you can like,
0: end up paying loads of money. You in, pay and loads of it. money,
1: and I think broadly speaking, this is probably fair. Is the fact that American festivals generally will charge, European festivals are much less likely to charge. They have mu- more of a sort of artistic um, uh, integrity. Integrity. What's the word? Ethos behind them. So things like can, you know, can is free to. You know, we, me and my producer used to joke about the fact that Cannes was free to enter, but the Swansea Bay Film Festival was £50, pounds. you know, it's like, this is, But and the UK, as in many other things, it sort of sits slightly between them, so there's some festivals which will be free and others which are charging, and some of them, you know, some of them do charge quite a lot, and it's quite offensive. You think, they do need money to run, and I, I have no problem with a sort of £5, £10, pounds, 5 €10 Euros admin, you know, and also as a slight filter so people aren't just sort of wildly clicking, just submitting everywhere. Cause that's, I spoke to a festival program and they said, we literally have the charges. This was in, in the Czech Republic. We l- literally have the charges just to stop getting so many submissions because it becomes completely unworkable. We can't work it. So I have no problem with that. So I would, I think, you know, when it's film freeware, I think you can set different criteria. So I would set it up to, I think um, free, especially for a short film up to like, I don't know, 10 euros, I think, unless it's a specific one I want to go for for, for some reason. Um, and then other other things I would look for are length of running. That's often a sign of whether they're d- how good they are. You know, I think I'd often put like five years onwards. Oh, in terms how long of how they've long been. How long? Been going there's for. a lot of festivals you start up, have one year, and then close down. Because you want to. And then another big thing is whether you uh, whether you can attend or not. We, you know, whether it's likely to attend. Is it somewhere you might want to go or um, to visit? And also, you're more likely. You're probably. I've heard this said. You're more likely. To get into a festival, which is you're also likely to attend, because of the obviously the festival want you to attend, it's good for the festival. So if I'm applying for film festivals in Brazil, they know I'm. It's very very unlikely I'm going to be going there. So that's not so much in their interest because they mm. want to have filmmakers there. So you know, so European ones, um, uh, and then there's other considerations. So for example, if you want to. Um, Certain awards, so like BAFTA. So if you want to be considered for BAFTA, you have to has to be a BAFTA recognised festival, uh, and ba- like BAFTA Camry in Wales here. And Oscar, if you want to be considered for an Oscar, obviously this is you know far reaches of things, but you have to you have to be in an Oscar, o- Oscar recognised festival. So these are the certain marks about what what is quality or not. And then, but then you've got other things. You know, some festivals are just you know you hear about they're just really lovely. You know, I went to one in Italy a couple of years ago, and it was just like a village good uh, Concorto. It was like a village festival, all open air screenings. It's just like a really great ethos, you know, and they, and just really really lovely. And you think, you know, this is just a a great experience, you know, and you think that it's a really well run festival. And I've been to others where you just think this is, you know, the, the, there's just no sense of there's no sense of the love of film being behind this. This is just about making money, or there's some other agenda. And there, and there are definite festivals where there is an agenda, and they are there to make money because, as, as I say, like if they're if they've got submission fees, and they're getting thousands of people, you know. That, do the math. Do the math. Do the math at home. And you can basically make an awful lot of money. And there are festivals, you know, the, I think the Swansea Bay Film Festival was one. In, in a case in point, it was, you know, m- marginally leaning on towards, I think it was fraud basically, you know. And it got caught up and there's a video on YouTube of people attending the festival. Keep people coming across from like America. The Swansea Bay Film Swansea Film Festival. Film festival and it's like, there's nothing here. They going to screening. There's no, there's nobody there. Work on ref- in official rejection, there was mm. cases of that, and it's like, well, these these are just. But then, as I say, on the other side, you've got the festivals being, you know, run by volunteers just for the love of film, and you think, wow, this is, you know, fantastic, and it's a really great experience. But um,
0: what has been your experience? So you've submitted the film, done all that. You have to wait about one month, two months, three months, four months, five months. Six months, uh, so so, I, I just say stop, seven months?
1: So, I'd say on average, probably uh, probably the least. I mean, if you do a late submission, probably the least is probably six weeks, two months. But I think the last film I did, the vlogging film I made, I think I finished it in February, and I think I started to hear, or well, the first festival I got into was September, I think. It's a long lead time, and that's a big consideration, because especially that was quite zeitgeisty about what you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host. It was made of. An so al- this
0: is a film you made, which I'll link on the Facebook page called My Seventies Vlog on your channel. Is it called Po Allen on your channel? Or uh, yeah, look at My Seventies yeah. Vlog, Po Allen, and it's a film that I did some what you, on the Isle of Wight. We tried to make. A vlog using nineteen seventies equipment on the Isle of Wight, and um, so with that, for example, it's a sort of a documentary, but quite a zeitgeisty thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you submit that to well, how many festivals?
1: Loads. I mean, the reality is, and th- you don't often hear people talk about it, but it is brutal, and it's basically you apply to loads, and then you know, on a weekly basis, you're basically getting rejections, and I and I think well, maybe that's not the reality for some people, but I, I, it's certainly been the reality for me and and, and and other filmmakers I know, actually, it's really hard to get into festivals. I think that, that just has to be said. And I think you, as I say, like the first first one I went to, you know, not getting into Cannes, it's like this, you know, I, n- I now know how difficult it is to get in. It's like, and so when you do get into festivals and, and uh, you know, slightly be- bigger festivals, it's, mm, you know, it's it's really, really exciting. But I think you have to be ready for the, because ultimately it's, and there's not much rhyme or reason to it. You know, you can, not in, to get into some very, very small festival and get into somewhere much bigger. It's not like there's any rationalisation. And, and I think this festival I said to him I went to, in Prague, you know, I went to the programmer. he said, you know, to get into this festival. What was that called? Uh, Prague Short Film Festival. Yeah. And he said, to get into the festival, you just have to have someone who really loves your film. You know, that's basically someone has to gun for your film. And what I, film got in there? That was um, All My Happy Friends. That was a short film. But that was like two and a half minutes. That was a, you know, something about length. But that's interesting, because, you know, so often they'll have a pre-screening of all the films, so it will go out to like 10 or 15 people, they'll just, you know, hammer through all these films and then they'll come back with a sort of shortlist and then they'll discuss them and stuff like that. And you can see in that context how that would work. Somebody's going to have to fight your corner for that film because they've just got so many of them. And I think you have to just be aware of that. That's, that is the brutal reality of it. and it's Expect rejection. Expect a lot of rejection, and, I, and, and don't have to take too much from it. But I think at some point, you obviously, if you're getting into nowhere, then. Um, but it can and take it, a look. I, give up, give up. It's a difficult one. It's difficult. When when do you give up, or when how much do you keep pushing? Because I've. I see, do I, do I,
0: you ask me directly. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so you got into. It comes, it's three months later. You made your film. Guess what. Got into the bloody festival, mate. Yes, what happens next? What's a typical festival experience? I suppose they're all different, aren't they, really? Uh,
1: but first of all, they'll ask for I mean, this is another thing you have to be ready for if you're going to go for festivals. You have to be ready with a lot of stuff, so you will have to have a synopsis, especially when you're applying. You'll have a synopsis of different lengths, whatever synopsis lengths you write, they'll want one which is a different length. You know, you want you've got a 40 worder, you'll need a 50 worder, a 30 worder, a 10, a log line. So basically, you need to, like my process now is I'll just get all this stuff listed on a online document so I can just copy and paste it. But so for the festival, they'll then want <coughs> they'll want a synopsis. They'll probably want a a few stills, good stills. That's which is feeds back into production because you realise that when you're making the films now. How but always forget it's. to get so you always you. forget it when you're stressed. It's like you it comes back to bite. Um, uh, often, okay, like uh, maybe a, a director's um, commentary on the film. Um, oh really? Yeah, director's headshot um websites very sincere, and then send the material and then i mean these days again it's a lot easier you would send them a digital file you yeah, um, best case scenario it would be like a getting technical but it would be like a h264 which is a not, not too it's most editing suites can produce slightly more difficult like a, a pro you'll need an apple computer to produce one of those but and but if it's a, a higher level festival you'll need a a DCP, uh, a digital cinema package, which is the recognised format for um, cinema projectors. And how did you get a DCP? Well, again, this has changed, but five years ago, six years ago, maybe longer, this would have—you know—you would have to go to a specialist company and say, "Yeah, that's going to cost." C- when I did my feature film, people were talking about, "Oh, that's going to cost you like, um, you know, five grand or something like that." It's wow. all very specialised. But as with anything, uh, you know, this is filmmakers sort of—you know—took it into their own hands, and then um, they're now open-source solutions. So I think. The one I've used is Open DCP. I think there's another one called Easy DC- DCP, and it's becoming much easier. So you can produce. That
0: sounds quite easy. Easy DCP.
1: Uh, it's easier. Th- it's easier than the <laughs> anything else. Um, so I think that's made it a lot easier. And so I've. Um, but even that's a little bit technical because then you've. Um, I could I, I get into technicality, but the, it's technically five-channel audio, which is ster- um, uh, Dolby audio. So you've got to know something about the stereo. That's
0: the problem: that you forget that you've got to properly mix your sound for cinema which is a m- big skill isn't it I
1: suppose. yeah so you've got to be aware of that so but, but anyway so you'll se- send them the file but they say back in the day it would have been sending them a film reel or sending them a tape and getting a duplication of a tape which was not a cheap uh, you know cheap job um and then they'll contact you whether you want to attend or not that's the next normally and then um again it's a, it's a fairly obvious indicator about the quality of the, the festival if they if they're willing to pay for your um travel and accommodation then you know they're it's probably less likely to be a money making scheme
0: so you've had a few when you they pay for your yeah
1: job. yeah i i've never um uh more so more more accommodation and food is more likely um and i've had um but if you get into a good festival the british council will pay for your They'll give you a, a subsidy, uh, like a grant to go, and then you could, they'll pay for your travel as well. That's great. But that's only a, like, and um, that doesn't happen to me once, but you know, that's a, uh, that's higher level festivals. Um, and
0: the better the festival, the more chance you've got of like, you know, people wanting to
1: get off with you and stuff at the festival. That's a statistical fact, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they said in that um, official rejection thing. Do you remember that? And that, that guy was saying about how, um, uh, about all the you know, experiences at festivals, but I don't know. What did he say? He, seems he just said he seemed to have lots of liaisons at, at, at film festivals, but... Um, so, uh, no, a lot but of people would less so, less so at Sci-Fi London, I have to be honest with you. A lot of people are making films just to get off
0: with other people, though. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Interesting. Uh-huh.
0: That's not what you did, though, is it? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, what have been your experiences like? So, uh, wasn't there a film festival where you,
1: they said they wanted to do a and a as part of the film festival? So, that's fairly standard um standard fair so if you're going there then you have to be prepared for that so then you'll do A Q&A after the film and then often festivals then you'll have well it depends on the festivals that, that you can have a couple of screenings so you have to do a couple of those and then um
0: you bet they better be good sandwiches for making you do that
1: yeah you've got to be ready for it i mean i'm not a big fan of that but that's that's kind of par for the course but obviously i think you have to see it from the film i think you have to see it from the presenters the organisers' point of view about how they are coming from it. You know, I say, lots of volunteers, they're trying to make an event which people want to come to and and having the filmmakers there talk about the film, meeting the filmmakers is obviously a big thing. And I think it's another sign of a good festival if, if they make the filmmakers feel at home and they make them feel part of it. It's, it also makes you want to go back there, you know, and you want to be, and I think... um, What have been your favourite festivals that you've been to then, that you've submitted stuff to and been to? I think uh, Sci-Fi London was brilliant. I mean, I think that was great. You know, just a real community sense of... Just a lot of love for the film, and they just, you know, it's just really, um, that was Did really... Did you go p- off anyway? <laughs> and then other festivals. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think. So I went to, I mean, I guess things like weather. I mean, I I say, I went to Prague last year. It was a really well-organised, really lovely festival. It was also bitterly cold, so it was, oh a, okay. it was a little bit bleak. But it was a really, really great festival. And actually that had, but it was really well-programmed as well. Just like some real attention to the, the, the films they picked. It was really, um... Um, the thing is, uh, the, the good ones. I've been to a few good ones like that. When you just and they're, they're, and they're really. I went to a documentary festival last year in Eindhoven, that was really great. Um, and I d- probably don't want to name some of the, the, the bad ones I've been to, but I th- the, the case of basically you turn up and there's no audience. Um, it's some kind of ramshackle mm. set up and they, and they, and it's not been. Um, uh, as I say, they're not looking. If people have gone out of the way, they made a film and they've they've come there and they sent the film and done. And they've attended the festival, and then, um, especially no audience. I mean, that's that, like that. That's the the main thing. And, and but it's a challenge. I mean, getting people to watch, especially short films. People are not. Uh, it's and I, but I, and I think probably on the continent it's more. That that's easier. Um, so do you think?
0: Oh, we've vlogged now. I've just put it straight online because it was you know good enough to enter any festivals. But do you think? Is it worth just putting short films online instead of going to festivals? What's the benefit of doing it? Don't
1: think that's What's a really, the point, mate? I think that's a really good point, point because, and I think it's something I've thought about a lot, because when I started doing this, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no kind of veteran, but it, I, it was just during a, an interesting transition period in the film industry. That was not a possibility. I mean, like, I think, you know, YouTube, when did YouTube start? 2005, I think. But it was not, you couldn't vo- watch a good, the quality was, I think, you know, HD only came in quite a lot later. So it really wasn't an option to get an audience, and especially before YouTube, there was absolutely no other way to get an audience apart from film festivals. You know, you weren't really going to get on TV. So I mean, I think that's a stark difference. So there was no other way to watch a film apart from film festivals. And as you say, like YouTube is a massive audience, and I think that is, I think in many cases, I did really hesitate with that last the, the vlogging film because I think and I did and I did feel like I slightly missed the zeitgeist. Uh, you know with with that because it was much more sort of online relevant but at the same time I think the only thing which I became aware of was the fact that they still have some industry cachet in terms of if you're applying for funding and various things and you have to put your CV in and to show your CV is kind of ticking over and you're doing things well I mean the reality is, it has as much—it's as valid as anything else. But I think if you put on there, you know, released on YouTube, it's a bit like you know, straight to DVD thing. You know, yeah, it had yeah. it had a sort of connotation. But so, if but you're applying for some of the grants to make, if your short film
0: is a step, to like for many people, a step towards making a feature, and in order to fund that feature, you're going to need to raise money and raise grants. Then you can always put it on YouTube. Which you know that's a later date, yeah, 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 but yeah. if you've got loads of th- awards from ceremonies and you semi- or, or awards from festivals, as long as you've been to festivals, yeah, yeah, then you're yeah, more yeah. likely to get those grants, which could be crucial making your film.
1: I think it's much more compelling, and I think especially, I mean more so if it's a, if it's a bigger festival, and I think that's a, that's definitely worth saying. I mean, you'll see films online where they've got loads of laurels, the 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 leaf jobbers which which have the thing. So this is that thing where you
0: yeah, so they give out for every festival. They get a laurel and you put it on your, You can put it on your screen. Uh, yes, your but, but
1: as with anything, people realise that, that, oh, that looks like that looks like prestige. That looks like a prestigious film. So you'll see films plastered with them and then you zoom in and you realise it's... Brian's Bum Festival. I mean, literally, but Brian's Bum Festival would be probably more prestigious than some of the things. Brian's, Bum, Brian's Bum Festival? Yeah, they, they, they represent almost nothing and you have never heard of them and I think that's... Sorry, Brian, if you're listening. He <laughs> does it for the love of film. That's another listener gone. <laughs> Bye Brian. Um He's not going to sponsor this. But I think that's a, that is a um, th- that is an issue. So I think this this whole um, this idea of and going to lots of festivals and, and and I became you know we when we did our feature film we became we didn't apply to a lot of festivals because we thought actually these are not going to do anything for us. They no one's ever heard of them, and it's going to be a lot of time, effort, and money, especially with the feature film, to enter it at that stage. And what's it really going to do for our career or, or anything? And actually, it's only bigger festivals which people recognise. So, and that's another thing, I mean, I think it's less relevant now, but there's an order a, a effect in terms of when you apply for festivals, which is much more relevant if you've, if you've got the uh, premier status issue in your mind. It's basically you want to go for your very best festivals first, which are going to require premier, and then you sort of work your way down. The problem is you don't quite know where your, fi- where your film Stacks up in the order of things. You're you're sort of trying to find your way, and by the time you've you've established the fact that you're you're not going to get into a lot of the higher tier festivals, which is you know going to be half of the course for most people, then you could have wasted six seven months already. Mm. Because then you have to do another rotation of the film festival circuit, in which case your career and everything and life has moved on. So it comes this a bit of a trying to, or you can. It's so you, like hedging your bets about where you do. But I it's less relevant now with short films because they don't seem to be so caring so much about premiere status. Mm. But it used to be much more of a tactical thing. And when you go to the festival, is it just basically other filmmakers watching each other's films? It can be, and I think that, that can be the worst of it. And I think uh, I have been to festivals where there's a screening, and it's just me and another person. The other person is the other film festival person in the, in the screening, and it's their mates. And there's something massively depressing about mm. that. But as I say, I think I do think there's probably, I think there's probably a cultural difference. So I think, I think in um, this one in Italy I went to two years ago, it was quite stark. I mean, it's obviously glorious weather, but there are open air screenings in this kind of village, in this big plaza. It was all pretty lush. You definitely a high chance of getting off with someone. It was really nice, um, but the weather's really uh, good. But, th- but it was really noticeable. The audiences were massive. I mean, like, that it was like... Probably like a hundred people, and I, I was really thinking. And it was really quite—it was quite an arty festival. They were really arty films. I mean, I, and more people. I was struggling. More
0: chance, percentage-wise, there is to find someone to go off with. <laughs> I mean, that, uh, you can shake your head, Paul, but a, a lot of people are, are listen to this thinking, "All right, I'm not really interested in making films. I just want to try and get off with people." That
1: is that a diff- That's a different podcast.
0: Well, probably this one. I don't know people stopped listening to this now a long time ago. Um, so worthwhile? You decide. It's up to you, basically.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, but I think it could be. I mean, I think there's a the side note is that if it can be quite. Um, I think when you're like I'm quite indie orientated, and I think you, you are as well. Like you do yourself a lot of stuff yourself, and you don't. You're not really connected with the industry that much. Then I think going to these places can be quite invigorating. I mean, it really makes you feel like oh, and you're talking to other filmmakers, and they're talking about and I think they talked about this on this documentary, Like, you, you all know you've all, all, you're have you all doing other jobs, you've got other things on, but for that moment you're all just purely filmmakers and it's about the films and, and there's something, as naff as that sounds, there's, there is something quite invigorating about that. And, and It's like comedy, I
0: think, because I used to come from a comedy background and doing the festivals. If you're a performer, no matter what level you are in, you're in some sort of club as a performer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you're entitled to talk about stuff. So if you're a filmmaker, and I really like talking about cameras and gear and stuff like that, then the best place to have those yeah, yeah, conversations yeah. where people are actually interested And you're in, not boring them there. Yeah, people, you said, oh, I'm going to think about getting this camera. Someone's excited and they're enjoying it. Oh, thank God
1: I can speak to someone about cameras and they're not looking at me like I'm an idiot. Well, that's exactly it. And then, and they're really, and they really and want about Maybe get off with it. <laughs> well, the camera gig,
0: I not <laughs> Just say, so, listen, we know, listen, we clearly like cameras, we like films, let's just get off. What I'm doing here is this is people might think I is a bit cruel and this idiot's going off piste, but I'm it's basically a B plot. <laughs> I'm adding a B plot to this podcast to create that, that sort of um, what's the word? Shouldn't say <laughs> Tension. You said it, it's a Tension
1: and you not say quoi? should say tension. Uh, but I think th- you're saying about whether, is it worth it. I think it is, you know, I think it is worth it, but I think you have to be more selective and I think it's, there's a narrower, I think it's a narrower uh, area where it's probably worthwhile and I think, and I think it depends. Picking,
0: where, picking somewhere where you actually would want to go, I mean, that's a really good advice, I think, so you think, yeah. oh, actually, I'd quite like to go there for a the day and I can just go to the festival and it's rubbish, I can go and have um, some Pims by the river, <laughs> yeah, exactly. wherever, wherever it is, if they sell that, or some, oh, you know, some garlic bread on the, um, in the uh, Sen. yeah no got yeah awesome um, uh, some spaghetti in uh, around the Pope's house <laughs> in the Trevi Fountain. I can have some spaghetti in the Trevi Fountain,
1: which is in no way a, 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 a cliche of um. That's what, no, that's what Italians do, isn't it? It's not actually water it's spaghetti. It's spaghetti. The cherry Fountain
0: is actually getting running so fast it looks like water. C-
1: can I make a legal disclaimer then? I'm, <laughs> <not? laughs> I'm not. I am in no way affiliated with the Merit Makes a Movie podcast.
0: Which is good. It's, now we've almost got a C-plot now.
1: What, the legal ramifications? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is where we introduce Paul's lawyer. Does this constitute hate crime? Uh I only if people listen to
0: it. OK, well, uh, we're in the clear. Well, (laughs) if people want to look up your stuff, Paul, and see the short films, you've got a website, have you?
1: Yeah, I'm a bit spread out, so um, yeah, I think YouTube, My Seventies Vlogs, on there, and then Thirty Three Story, I think it's called on YouTube. That was where a lot of my other stuff is on the production company used to. So follow
0: those channels and subscribe to those channels, please. Thanks. Anything else about films, short films? um no i'll probably think of
1: some more stuff about festivals afterwards. and and people
0: will never know people will never know what that stuff is no i'll be in jail by then i'll be in italian prison you'll be probably getting off with loads of people at festivals at brian's bum festival and the listener will say right well i will unsubscribe from that podcast (laughs) and that's where we will leave you thank you for your time paul no problem. And remember everyone, stay, stay hygienic. hygienic. Merrick makes a movie. Merrick makes
1: a movie. Um